Hello and welcome to Flow Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm J-Log. And we're glad you guys are with us. Uh, let's open up in a, a word of prayer. Holy Father, we just thank you for this day. We just thank you for this opportunity to just be able to come and just to talk about you and just to glorify you. And just as we um, get into this episode, just let the conversation that happens bring glory and honor to you. And just everyone's, if there's anyone listening that does not know you, just help this to be the day that they come to know you as their Savior. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right, guys, uh, we want to start this episode off by introducing a new segment that we're trying to start running here to see how it works. We're going to be doing uh, episodes here, at least try to do one a week, on college athletes and living their faith in the sport in which they play. And uh, we feel that because of the different following that we have and the connections that that we have, uh, it's an important topic, Yeah, you know, that some of the challenges and different things, uh, temptations and what have you, that collegiate athletes going from high school into a college atmosphere of, of playing the sports that they play, how hard and how easy is it living their faith in what they do. So this week we have uh, the very sound pleasure of having two individuals on here. Uh, one of them that you're very familiar with uh, that does our social media, uh, my son, Tyler Logston, T-Log. And we're going to pass it over to Tyler now to introduce our first uh, person that we're going to have uh, on the ep- on this week's episode for collegiate sports. Go hey, ahead, what's Tyler. up, guys? Uh, it is my pleasure to allow you guys to hear from the Josh Norris. He's a good buddy of mine, a TikTok <laughs> friend. We met over TikTok, and we're part of this big group that runs Bible studies and stuff. And he's a collegiate golfer. And he's very strong in his faith, very wise for his age, I must say. And uh, we're we're happy to have him here. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. So do, do I need to refer to you as the Josh Norris? <laughs> 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 no, please don't. Please okay. Don't. So, uh, so I'm sure you've had this, because we, we can relate to this, of being a Josh, where there's like a bazillion <laughs> yeah, Joshes in the world. Know. You know, like in my youth group, there was five Joshes. Wow. And so, yeah. And so there's one that was called King. Because he, mm. he was called the King, so that's why I call it the Josh Norris. Because he's the King. Because his name wow. was Josh King, and then I always went by my last name of Bennett, and my friend was Baker, and then we had one that was just Josh because he was the original Josh in the group. <laughs> and so, yeah. So no, the Josh Norris. Now, I, Josh Norris is a very common. I can't even Google myself because there's like a professional hockey player named really? Josh Norris. Oh, wow. so I can't ever find myself on Google because he all oh, all that pops up is him. Wow. So that's, Josh, that's, not alone Josh, but Josh Norris yeah, Josh seems Norris. to be a pretty popular name throughout this, yeah. this country we live in. It's crazy with names because when I went to seminary, there was another Josh with my exact like same middle name, same mm-hmm. last name. Oh man! And so whatever I would go into like pay off my like tuition and stuff like that, they'd be like, I'd be like, make sure you put it on the right mm-hmm. Josh because I don't want to be paying somebody yeah. else's. I, I found out <laughs> I found out real quick here in the small town that we live in, all of us here except obviously Josh that there's somebody at my bank with that has my same name. That's crazy. Everything about it, middle, the whole nine wow. yards. And I'm like, don't mix it up. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> so mix it up. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but we're excited to, yes. to kick off this uh, uh, series that we're going to be doing with collegiate athletes and living their faith. And, Josh, we're, we're so happy to have you here to be a part of Flow Podcast. And uh, let's start off a little bit about, uh, you know, who you are and – why you play the, the the game and sport of golf, and and uh, just a little bit about yourself. How about that? Uh, so I come from kind of a smaller town in western Kansas, middle of nowhere, take a left. 
And <laughs> my dad um, went there for college to play college baseball in the D2 oh, okay. school that we have there. And he actually roomed with one of the college golfers. And he picked up the game, absolutely loved it. And so ever since I could walk, probably like four or five years old, he had me on the course. Oh, wow. Playing just however many holes I could, whatever shots or just putting or whatever. And I just picked up the game from there. It's been a great bond in my family, especially with my dad and I. Um, That's awesome. It's how we've grown in our relationship and just kind of went from there, went into, you know, um, tournaments before high school and then high school golf and then just decided I wanted to go to the collegiate level if I could. Great. Good deal. So what's your uh, favorite course that you've ever played on? Oh, I would have to say probably Maywood. <laughs> I mean, I can't give that a fair judgment because I only had like five clubs and they were from like 1930 when so, I did that because I'm a lefty. So, so story behind that, when he gets over here to the house, Tyler takes him up to the club to play play golf at the club. And so yeah. Josh knew with it being the weather it was, the time of year it was, he, he was just, he wasn't going to bring his clubs with him. So Tyler takes him up there and they go down in the basement part of the club and scrounge him up like five or six left-handed golf clubs for him to use. <laughs> uh. And and it wasn't a pretty sight from what no, I can tell. No, so. I, I did not play well. Yeah, his not pretty sight was my pretty sight. On the <laughs> course, so. That's funny. But kind of back on Josh's point here, what, what is probably one of the uh, best courses you played, your favorite, I guess? Probably my favorite, just because of a lot of like the <laughs> nostalgia behind it for me, is um, Colbert Hills in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, I'm a big K-State fan. That's where K-State is. I got um, family, a family member from there lives right close to the stadium so i always gotcha. grew up around k-state and um that's just a it's a public course but it's pretty popular among mm-hmm. in kansas and it's really nice really hard i mean I, i've maybe broke 80 once at that course and that's kind of rare in courses i play but it's just it's a beautiful course they wow. even they even have a part three where um the bunker is in the shape of a wildcat ball and it's like purple wow, sand really and stuff. Oh, it's that's pretty cool beautiful that's neat that's that cool neat. that's cool so what is uh, what got you into want to pursue collegiate golf versus obviously then at that point it it was more than just a game for you I guess mm-hmm. uh, growing up I know you mentioned that it was a family bond between you and your dad it gave you a chance to connect and so on and so forth but when could you tell in your life that you know this is something you definitely wanted to pursue more than just fun Yeah it was it's actually kind of a weird story um, so I ended up in high school. I ended up going through like the first three years of high school wanting to go into architecture. I was like, okay, I can use golf as a, a golf scholarship as a way to help pay for that mm-hmm. and the schooling that's going to go with that, especially if I go to K-State. Um, and then I had this mission trip where we went to Houston, Texas, and long story short, God met me where I was at, and I realized his plan for my life was to go into um, ministry. And looking into that, I ended up going to Haiti twice with the a uh, nonprofit organization that I met called Core Love. Um, they have orphanages in Haiti. I went twice, and they ran this missionary um, like class, kinda. Mm-hmm. And then you also get to move to Haiti, and they still teach you there. And so, actually, my whole most of my senior year, I didn't want to go to college. I was gonna end high school, go straight to the mission field. If right now I was planning on being in Haiti for who knows how long. Um, but I decided we had a college fair. I decided to go anyway to see, talk with people, talk with the the representatives from the colleges. Ended up, there's a lot of colleges that you can play college golf, the sport I love, and still get a ministry degree. So I, I did all that, and then throughout um, Christmas break, I kind of changed my mind on where I wanted to go in my life. 
um, realizing like missions field could always be there for me. Um, and I, inside of me, I still wanted to continue playing golf right. and I didn't want that to end, um, just cause the love I had for the game. And so, um, talked with many colleges. I ended up winning my first high school tournament, which helped because <laughs> usually you get recruited in the fall and then like your senior spring seasons just kind of have fun right. and enjoy it because most teams already have their, most college teams already have their roster filled out for the next coming season. Mm-hmm. Ended up winning my first college tournament or first high school tournament and really helped me to get noticed, um, especially by like the smaller ones. I still needed like one or two golfers. Um, without that, I don't know who, where I would have gone. So Right. But yeah, it didn't happen until maybe four months before the end of my senior year. Wow. I signed on my last day of high school. I signed wow. for a college. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, so you realized at that point it could have been – it was something that – you kind of seen the whole big ball of wax there. I mean, you, you realized that you could go to school to get education. You realized that you could still play golf and mm-hmm. the thing that you loved and obtain a degree in which something that you was passionate about um, – another way of God moving full circle, you know, in, in, in your life, I guess, to where he wanted you to be. Yeah. yeah. So what's your, your degree in? Hmm? What's your, your degree um, in? I just go to community college right now just for money, money's sake. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, I got a good, got a good scholarship there. Been there, done that. Um, so right now I'm just getting my gen eds out of the way. Um, with COVID and all that, I really haven't gotten a real big chance to play, especially right. to try to go D1 or anything after that. Um, I've only had like four – five fall tournaments I haven't played since um and that was last fall oh wow and Hmm. 2019 fall yeah and so I've played two years of college golf basically played five tournaments so I redshirted because of COVID and so I've I've got another year I'll end up going to a business degree just because it's gotcha the easier classes yeah yeah um, after that whatever opportunity God opens up it whether it's a big school with a ministry degree whether it's a a big school for golf, and then I got to take ministry online later on, or something like that. But yeah. we'll just we'll see what happens. Well, that's a, like, you know, God called me in the ministry when I was eighteen. But then there's a lot of different steps that got me into actual ministry. You know, and it's amazing how God and I've seen it in biographies of different missionaries and stuff like that, where God calls them, <clears throat> "Hey, you're going to do ministry, but you're going to take these steps to get mm-hmm. to this point." You yeah. know, I think of Brother Danny. You know, our evangelism pastor here. You know, he played professional ball you know baseball yeah. and he had a business degree and then after he got done with all that you know he came back in the ministry yeah you know and that exact thing happened when i moved to the the town i moved to for in nebraska where the community college is at it's a small town of like eleven thousand people and i knew i wanted to go into ministry and i was kind of i'm gonna be honest i was kind of mad at god that i moved there and that that's what he had for me because small town i didn't see the ministry opportunity but it was because mm-hmm. i was in that town and i was so bored I started making TikToks and I ended up making TikToks oh, yeah. and being able to preach to people on there just because yeah. of the town I moved to. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's one of the things too when we look back at, uh, I'm sure we all four could sit here and say this, as what COVID had brought about in terms of you with Josh having to learn the whole live stream thing for church and so on and so forth from that side of tech to the both of you, you guys, Tyler and uh, Josh, as far as what TikTok has done for you guys in terms of your ministry. And it's kind of it's kind of funny how God works at times. He takes the most unopportune time yeah. to place some difficulties in our lives, in our paths, to where sometimes that brings out clarifications mm-hmm. of the things that you want. You know, I know Tyler likes to 
do things in ministry and he was he was kind of kicking some things about and it started off with a simple what Tyler just a simple post of a Bible verse or a yeah so I was talking to Josh about it the other night and uh, I was like without COVID or without like any life decision that we've made up to this point we would not be where we're at right now right and especially with COVID like I said if that never happened um I don't even know if like I know for a fact I wouldn't be as strong in my walk with God right now. Um, but, yeah, if it wasn't for TikTok and everything, and for me it goes all the way back to high school mm-hmm. and the, making the decision to not play basketball. Because I told Josh, I said, if I would have made that decision and went and played basketball in college, I probably wouldn't be in Kentucky right now. Oh, yeah. I'd probably be at a higher up, possibly probably D1 school, playing basketball. With that still my life and would have probably never done TikTok or done any of this stuff. Yeah. And it's just insane. But, yeah, for TikTok specifically, I just posted a Bible verse one day, and it just took off from there. Yeah, uh, it's crazy how God will – I mean, you look at even the scripture with, like, Moses, you know. He was a shepherd when God called him to go free Egypt or free Israel from Egypt, Egypt you know, yeah. that God calls us. And it's always – like you said, sometimes <coughs> it's in an opportune situation. Sometimes it's just the craziness of life. God mm-hmm. will – move and change us and you, right. know, you get asked those questions all the time well, if you could go back in your life and change one thing what would you change and my answer is always nothing because it led me to where i am now to where you are now mm-hmm. you know? yeah and i stopped and i think about your situation there and while i kind of got on the whole tiktok and this that and the other is you know you had mentioned that you didn't see the opportunity for ministry mm-hmm. in such a small town in such a small area and then you're at college and still in a small town small area this that and the other and then god revealed to you that you can minister, you're you're a minister of the ministry wherever you are. And you were able to do so through the TikTok videos that mm-hmm. you, you were able to make. How has that how has that grown in your life as far as your walk goes in terms of the ministry that you've created through that? Yeah, my walk with Christ, I mean, once I started TikTok and especially with what COVID d- did in my life before quarantine and all that, I had like 6,000 followers and then now I have like 52,000 and not to focus on the numbers, but God absolutely just humbled me throughout quarantine. And my, my walk with Christ grew tremendously in this last couple of years because, because of the people that follow me really, when they can they'd always come to me with questions and certain things they wanted to know or life situations that they were going through. And I'd always want to help in the best way possible. But a lot of times I'd have to dig into scripture. I have to dig into other apologetics and stuff like that. I have to really figure out how to answer their questions and how to point them back to Christ if they're going through a situation. And that helped me grow in the best way possible because I was trying to help other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Does it, does it ever get frustrating or had it has it or had it or do you ever think about it in terms of okay you wanted to really your goal mindset was you said was to go into the mission field Mm -hmm. and you thought well i'm gonna go to this college and careers day at school or whatever it was and then you realized oh i can play golf at school and then your whole purpose now of going to school was well hey i can get a degree and play the sport i love and still get a degree possibly in ministry and minister that way and then all of a sudden being shut down by covid for mm-hmm. what it's done to us have you ever questioned or doubted or thought about and if so how did you use what you know in christ to divert you back into where he wants you to be yeah for sure um especially when it first happened last spring when they shut down our college we were less than a week 
I think, from our first spring tournament. Oh, wow. We, we had just finished – I think we had one more round of qualifying to go, but it was pretty set on who was going to go, what place we were going to be. And we had done all the qualifying. We practiced – I mean, I told Tyler, we practiced about f- five hours a lot a day. Yeah. Um, if we decide to go to the indoor throughout the winter and especially That's a lot of golf. we, we practice till the sun goes down after lunch. Um, if it's nice out on the course and I mean, we worked our butts off and then within a week it got shut down and then we, our college voted for us not to play this last fall. So it has been a very, very frustrating path. I would say to where we are right now, especially with, I moved to college this fall thinking we were going to play watching all the other teams get a play and we didn't. Um, and I have questioned why it has happened and I don't know the exact reason yet. Um, I've seen, I've seen amazing things come through this. And if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't know Tyler. I wouldn't be here. Um, because that's where we really grew our relationship was over the phone, mm-hmm. um, through the groups that cr- were created through zoom Bible studies. Um, especially the zoom Bible studies, seeing how many lives have been saved mm-hmm. from that and seeing how that's helped many people. I just, it always helps. I always need to take a step back and realize it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not about my college golf. Right. Um, there's a much bigger picture and why I'm here and where God has placed me. And I just need to be humble and just follow the path that God's laid out in front of me step by step. Mm-hmm. So you kind of pretty much answered my follow-up to that. <laughs> <laughs> really, because it's it, it was going to be along the lines of Sometimes when things are revealed to us that we think that is which direction God wants us to be in and God wants us to go, God knew COVID was going to hit. God Mm -hmm. knew that it was on its way. He knew the ramifications that it was going to cause. It's just, it's, it was, my question was going to be, how do you feel now in terms of the direction that you've taken in terms of being thrown off course from where you thought you were going to be. Mm-hmm. And you've some, you pretty much somewhat answered that already, but I guess just to kind of throw it in on that, it's just, it's a breath of fresh air to see as long as we're steadfast in who he wants us to be, to be able to reflect back and look at all the different things of what was supposed to be in our, our mind. It isn't always going to be where he wants us to be. Truth. Yeah. And to learn from that and see that we have to be flexible and open-minded enough to flow where God wants us to flow to. Um, I can say that, I, you know, the short time that I've known you I, I, and hearing a lot of this here for the first time, I'm proud to see how you've handled it, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, aside from that, what uh, – Technically, I guess, do you, you're what? Are you a junior? I'm technically, academically, I'm a sophomore. Okay. Um, athletically, I'm a freshman. Okay, so you technically then have three years left of playing eligibility? or? Um, yeah, and I could, I could redshirt again for COVID this really? year. And be oh, a, wow. I could be a four-year JUCO player if I wanted to. I'm not going to, <laughs> but because, yeah. But, yeah, I, I ha- after this year, I'll have another three years of college golf eligibility. Have you grown in your process from where you're at, being that you've seen? So you have played collegiate golf. You've played a few matches. Yeah, I've played a couple okay. tournaments, yeah. So seeing what it's about and what it's like and knowing where you're at now, 
does the possibility of transfer ever cross your mind in terms of what you've already been experienced to, to maybe want more or go? Yeah. Um, going into um, the Juco Golf, I was wanting like, oh, yeah, I'll play two years. I'll really grow my game, and then I'll go D1. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not un- unless I really grow in my game. I actually have now seen what even Juco and small college golf is like, and I need to get a lot better. <laughs> uh, T- Tyler has seen me play, and I I need to get a lot better still. And um, and just, and just uh, Tyler's like I'm nowhere close to that, dude. I have a full set of brand new Callaway, like 2019 clubs, a, a, amazing putter, and he's out here playing with the Sticks. toy set from the Dollar General <laughs> and playing better than me. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> you need to so yeah. I remember uh, I have a buddy who played high school golf, and I'm I'm not much of a golfer. I'm more of a putt putter, you know. <laughs> um, but we went out and played at our local nine hole par three, and one of the holes, he's like, "I bet I can beat you with just a putter." I'm like, "All right, let's." Yeah, and he sure enough beat me with just a putter. <laughs> See, I I can't say that because I golf left handed. Yeah, but I actually putt right handed. That's so weird. And so I <laughs> swinging a putter right-handed. So yeah, I have left-handed clubs and a right-handed putter All right, in my so bag. That's so, interesting. <laughs> so for me, one of the biggest questions that I wanted to have, which is honestly what part of what the episodes are going to be about, now that we've kind of dug into your little bit of golf story and a little bit about your past and this, that, and the other, how how are you viewed upon and are are you viewed? Do people know of, know of, that's on your team know of your faith? Yeah, they do. Um, I can't say my my whole team is are like these amazing Christians, um, but they're great people. I mean, it's a brotherhood. I love my team. Um, we come from everywhere, from Canada mm-hmm. to Argentina, Mexico. Wow! Um, and I, I love I love those guys. Um, and they do know they they know my TikTok. They know my history. They know my story. They know where I come from, and they know my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And I can't say I've always been perfect, especially out on the golf course, on representing that, especially after a really bad <laughs> shot that it might hit three times in a row. Um, but I like to think that I can show that even after playing worse than what I wanted to, that it's not all about that. There, right. There's more. That well, I'm not here just to play golf. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I took that up a lot more this year. Mm-hmm. Last year it was a lot more just golf, workout, golf, practice, golf. And this year I'm throwing in a lot more ministry opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not practicing as much. I'm still practicing a lot, but I'm not practicing as much because I'm making more videos. I'm doing Zoom Bible studies on Fridays where I'm, where we usually mm-hmm. hang out on Fridays. Right. And we do like poker or something like that. But gotcha. um, now I'm doing Zoom Bible studies and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's very cool. Do you... Uh... Do you ever get asked about your faith by any teammates or any? Um, they haven't really – still working on that. Um, gotcha. They haven't really came up to me and asked about, like, my faith or, you know, where I find all my joy. Um, I'm hoping that they kind of see it. Right. And, you know, kind of on the backside, and mm-hmm. it's kind of changing them within, and then they'll come up to me at some point. Um, I do live with one kid from South Dakota, and he is a he com- he comes from a family that's strong Catholics, and he we talk about faith a lot, yeah. and we've had amazing conversations with that. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, any questions, Josh, from you on your side? Or? No, I think everything else I was going to ask has been already asked and answered. Gotcha. I yeah. understand that completely. 
Um, you know, we've, uh, as we do on any of our guests that we have on uh, each episode that a guest is, we always go to our social media person, T-Log, to kind of announce that, you know, basically you're going to be on the upcoming episode. And okay. We're able to field questions and things of that nature from the uh, fans of Flow Podcast. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to pass it over to Tyler to have okay. him maybe ask a couple of questions. Whenever you're ready. Hit me with it. All right, so how do you have the patience and strength to wait on God? Don't forget uh, to announce who those. Who's this asking. question is from donato.mag. <laughs> right. um, how do I have the patience and strength to wait on God? I don't. Um, that's something I've struggled with all my life. Is A lot of my testimony is me getting angry with God a lot of times and just, I mean, he knows what I'm feeling anyway. You might as well tell him. Um, Good way to look at it. Yeah. There's, there's a sermon in there. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and throughout my life, I've struggled a lot with especially anxiety and some depression and something I've struggled with since I was young. And it's getting a lot better. But with that, with my anxiety and not knowing where my next step might be or where I'm supposed to go, especially like with I wanted to go to Haiti and now I'm in playing college golf. And then now instead of playing college golf, I'm stuck in a pandemic. Um <laughs> just, with, yeah. just with a lot of that um i don't have the strength and i i definitely don't have the patience and every every time i have to not have to every time i go to god um and just be honest with him that i don't know where i'm going he he finds different ways to humble me um, whether that's through one bible verse and i've told tyler a lot of my testimony with that um and something with what tyler told me a couple nights ago with if it's if it's in God's plan for your life, it will happen, mm-hmm. and that that releases a lot of um, anxiety for me. Just thinking about that because I'd never really heard that before, and that's probably really? some of the best advice I've been given. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Good question number two, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, we have this one in from Mamba Chilo. Okay. Mamba Chilo says, "How are you able to keep humility when challenged on TikTok?" Uh. That's a tough one, uh, especially with, like, a lot of the questions I get on TikTok mm-hmm. and people of other faith and other religions. Um, I have to—so what I do, and this is what I've come to find work the best for me, is I'll be asked a question on TikTok. And be, on TikTok, you, get, you can take somebody's comment, put it on the video, and then answer that comment while people can read that comment. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking with Tyler one night. I said, yeah, I think I'm going to try this. So I took a comment, and then I started having more and more people start asking me questions, and that's kind of where I built a lot of my TikTok following, um, especially with people from, like, the Islam faith. And um, and so what, what I found is that what I want to say doesn't always come from God. And so what I do is I'll go through one night, and I'll just find a whole bunch of comments and I'll save them to my drafts. I'll make a three-second video of just the ceiling, and then I'll save it to the drafts. And then I'll wait for a day, and then I'll go through, when I'm in a better state of mind, I'll go through and read the comments again and figure out which ones I actually want to talk about and what I actually want to say. That way I know it comes from um, Scripture and yeah. from a good heart, and especially with, if it's something that I don't quite know yet, I'll have to go research it and stuff like that and make sure I know 
what I'm what I should be saying and know what God wants me to say. That's a great way to do it because how many times have we put our foot in our mouths because we mm-hmm. are so quick to answer? I've <laughs> yeah. done it. Plenty. Right. Yeah. I've done it plenty of times. There's there's been a couple videos that I've, I've am, taken down. I am yeah. over here pointing at, pointing at myself. Yeah. So yeah. just I know you guys can't see that, but <laughs> everybody you hear everybody chuckling. That's part of the reason they are is it's yeah. a it's a very humbling thing. Yeah. So I think that's a very smart way to do it, and yeah. you know it definitely. Because, oh, yeah, we all have those things where we get so just type of response and be like, all right, I guess I shouldn't really send this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of the times you're, you're blessed if you can catch it before you push send. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm working on that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a work in progress. Uh, but I can commend you, and I, I've taken something from what you just said because hopefully, you know, I can take that and apply it to my life and, and, and grow with it. And because, like you said, Josh, it's the open – mouth insert foot Mm -hmm. and and uh that tends to happen more so than often yes yeah tyler we got one more Mm -hmm. this is from underscore no no not underscore this is from jesus underscore god underscore and they say how did you feel becoming a christian and what made you want to be a christian okay so um when you look on TikTok or a lot of social media, you, you find these people with a, these Christians with a lot of following, and they have this story of, I did all of this, and then I found Jesus Christ, and now I'm this new person in Christ. And I don't quite have that testimony, and I think a lot of people don't have that testimony. I don't. And I grew up in a Christian home, amazing parents, love them both, love my family. They grew me up up in the Christian faith, and honestly, I can't tell you the day I got baptized. I think it was seventh grade. Um, I can't tell you the day where it all clicked for me. It was just this process building up that I knew how a Christian was supposed to live, and I lived that way. And then at one point, I was like, yeah, I want to be baptized because I, I know what Jesus did for me. And then at another point, it was, this is what God actually wants for my life. And so it was this long process, um, just realizing that I was living the way I was supposed to, to this is something much more bigger, and I want to be baptized, but I also got baptized because it was what a lot of people did, um, especially I saw friends my age doing it, and then mm-hmm. God meeting me where I'm at, real, realizing, like, this is much bigger than me. I'm here for a whole nother reason, yeah. right. and I'm here to walk on his path. Well, I think that's a huge thing there. I mean, just... I have found that sometimes it's easier to share the gospel with people who have no idea about the church or who have not grown up in the church because mm-hmm. people who have grown up in the church, even though they have the knowledge, it becomes a whole other thing of actually accepting it. And it, it's like you said, it takes that process. You know, it takes that time of, yes, I know it, but now I truly believe it. And like you said, it's not just a quick switch. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of truth for a lot of people who's grown up in the church to where it takes time, mm-hmm. you know. It's not a instant thing. Yeah, I mean, just like we always tell other Christians, you're supposed to plant the seed, let God grow it. I mean, the seed was planted in me for a long time. It was just slowly growing. It still is. We have very similar testimonies. It's like yeah. I was just a little bit about mine was, and I'm sure he can relate to it. The only reason I bring it up um, is like I didn't have like a crazy life-changing experience. Like I never really got into parties and drinking and drugs and all the stuff that you hear these amazing testimonies of God revealing himself it was like I was always the good kid mm-hmm. but I was a good kid because of me 
Right. And because that's what I was taught by my parents. I mean, yeah. I knew a little bit of right from wrong and like I could tell when something was bad, but it wasn't until later on when I started to grow and I actually got saved here um, at Mill Creek. And I remember just going up there and it was brother Danny preaching the sermon and he asked me and I was like, yeah. And it, even when I got saved in 2016, it took a couple years. It took mm-hmm. until about a year ago for me to start actually living for Christ. And it was my whole life. It was, yeah, I was a good kid or whatever, but I was doing it for me. Yep. And maybe I understood when something was bad, but it wasn't until a it's, long time that I felt true conviction. It's harder for the good kids to get saved than mm-hmm. those who have the crazy testimonies. Absolutely. You know, it's, the thing to always keep in mind and remember, even for stories such as your, you guys, uh, every testimony is always powerful. Every testimony is always pure and true, no matter how big or small, because of the diversity that there is out there in mm-hmm. the world. Yep. And there's those other good kids that will be listening to this episode that will hear good kids such as yourself, Josh, and Tyler, and and be able to reflect to what you're saying and understand yep. the importance of it's not about being good, because good, though is good to be, it won't get you to heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't advance you in your your eternal life uh it's about a relationship and acceptance of jesus mm-hmm. um and might i just say like the whole good term it's like i was known as the good kid and i'm sure you feel this like you were known as the good guy to the world standards yeah. to the our peers and like all of our friends you were the good kid mm-hmm. but i mean as the bible says no one is good except the father right and that's what that's what came from the mouth of jesus yeah. and so by the world's standards of good, yeah, we were that. But in reality, I mean, we're just as broken as the next guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And I think it was the point of living a life as a quote-unquote good kid to the world up until the point to where I realized the true standard in God's eyes of what is good and what's not and that I was broken. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that you you see a ton of this, don't you, Josh, in the min- being that you're, you work directly in the ministry, mm-hmm. per se, as a family pastor and, you, and, and children's pastor. Um, the diversities of the different types of testimony and salvation oh, stories that you hear, and, and what do you, what do you come across from it? Well, because with a you take a youth who you know they do all the partying and stuff like that, they're like, oh yeah, that's wrong. But you take a good kid, and you know unless somebody truly understands that they they've sinned and they've done wrong. There's no point in going on with the gospel because mm-hmm. they're like, well, what do I need saving from? I've never done yeah. anything wrong. Anything and, bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of times those quote-unquote good kids, they're just like, well, I'm a good kid. Yeah, you know? right. I get told all the time, I'm a good kid. I, I don't do anything wrong. And it's getting them to understand that even if you majority of the time you're a good kid, if you still do something wrong, all it takes is just one sin. One sin. You know? That's right. And yeah. so, yeah, it's... It's, it's, a, it's a very big... That there in itself is a very big topic. I, I can yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like another. That's honestly could be an episode. We honestly probably ought to do an episode yeah. later on down the line on that because Dude, I'm being good. good don't mean Jesus right. and, and salvation and eternal life. Good means you're you're good in the sin that you're already living in. Yeah. That and, that verse I'm reminded of in Isaiah all the time. You know, our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, and yeah, it's yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I made, um, I made a video actually a few days ago and it was in the eyes of someone who's not saved they look at it and they're like whoa okay he's being mean that's harsh because the i started the video and i said what if i told you that you're not you're i said what if i told you you're not good enough to get into heaven 
And then I said, but I'm not either. I said, neither is the Pope. Neither is your mentor, yeah. your parents, mm-hmm. your coach, your Absolutely. teachers. I said, nobody, because Jesus said no one is good except the Father. I said, in reality, we're all equally broken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it takes knowing that Christ died for our sins, the forgiveness of that, yep. to save us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely appreciate having you on this week, Josh, and yeah. uh, definitely loved hearing a lot about your story and, and what God has done through you and the sport that you love in golf and uh, what he's going to be doing with you in the future and how he's worked in your life and shown you that through what were your plans may not be his and you how to adapt to that. Uh, we appreciate having you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for yeah. having me on the show. No, it's... absolutely. Uh we look forward as the upcoming weeks, as we mentioned, to have – we know we'll have a collegiate basketball player here with us within the next week or so, uh, hopefully a uh, baseball player as well. Uh, we've got a few different odd and things going on as well, guys. Once again, we appreciate you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of podcast with our special guest, uh, the Josh Norris. <laughs> the Josh Norris. <laughs> oh, I need to change my username. <laughs> Dude, I need to change mine too. Tyler L88. I need to get those numbers out of there. So, uh, hey, anyone listening, my TikTok is Tyler L88. If you have any suggestions to get those numbers out of my username and make it something cool, let me know, please. Absolutely. And let's go ahead while we're out here and talking about that real quick before we close out. Give them your TikTok handle, Josh, and uh, it, Instagram and stuff. And if you feel comfortable doing that, if you don't, yeah, you don't have yeah. to. Uh, that way they can see some of your ministry videos and grow from them. Um, Instagram is Joshua underscore in, as in Norris, 19. Um, and then TikTok is the Josh Norris, not D-E, but T-H-E, Josh <laughs> Norris. I, I, people ask me that all the time. So, yeah. it's, the, it, the again, it's, it's the Josh Norris, yeah. right? The Josh yeah. Norris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as we get the looks while we say that. Uh, Stole it from Max Milton himself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mr. Josh Bennett, that is. Uh, Anything you want to add before we close, brother? No, just uh, as we continue on, if you know of anybody that you'd like us to try to reach out to, now we realize if they're like, you know, some NFL football player, chances are we won't get them on here. But if you know of anybody or anything like that that you want us to try to talk to in an interview, definitely let us know. Uh, if there's any topics you want us to cover, sounds like we've come up with one just in the, in this episode that we'll cover down the road. Um, but yeah, definitely go to our website, um, flowpodcast.org, and there's sections on there to be able to reach out to us and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so okay. you, you can follow me on TikTok, but I don't have one. <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. I don't post on one. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I've got one, but uh, yeah. there's no point in giving it out yeah. <laughs> at, at this point. Uh, but guys, we definitely appreciate you listening. We pray that God has touched your life in a mighty way through this episode. Uh, we pray for you continually as our listeners that God would do a mighty work in your life. Uh, so in closing in prayer, uh, Tyler, would you want to close us out in prayer and, uh, we'll end the episode. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Father, thank you for allowing us to come here today and fellowship and, and, uh, and just a good time to sit down and talk about how you've impacted our lives in many different ways and just talk about your grace and your goodness. Um, we are so thankful for you. Um, we appreciate everything you've done, all the blessings. Um, we love you so much. And I just want to pray for safety over all of us, all of those listening, and that um, everyone remembers to keep you first in their daily walk in life. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, Amen. guys. God bless. Time for food. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
Make sure to check out flowpodcast.org to send in your questions or topics and get your official Flow merch. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to get your faith life and off-the-wall fix during the week. Till next time, and remember to go with the flow.